right, a couple of minutes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, adding uh, one to the, our list. Officially, Captain uh, Ken Bombay with us uh, in a couple. Also, Nick Lodo, you'll hear from him at the top of the hour. Sheriff Toulon will be with us. Larry Samuel wrote a great book regarding the birth of Long Island, all with us the rest of the way on a very busy uh, Wednesday morning program. Some thoughts, special election. Um, you know what? It is what it is. February the 13th, that's the date. Now, in all likelihood, in all likelihood, Tom Swazi, uh, probably a 98% chance he is going to be the pick of Jay Jacobs uh, to head the way for the Democrats in that third congressional. And why not? Held it for, what, six years, ran for governor, well-known guy, county executive, obviously, in Nassau. Uh, he's got a good name about him and everything else. Couldn't muster it up as far as a gubernatorial run, nonetheless. Uh, he will be the individual as far as the Dems are concerned, uh, coming by way of February the 13th. Maybe you got about 70. It's, it sets up kind of a 70-day type deal, uh, and it's got implications as far as the, the national landscape, obviously. Uh, Republicans are going to hate to give up that seat. Now, the question is, who on the Republican side is uh, going to get the knob uh, from uh, Joe Cairo? Uh, and you got a list of candidates. Uh, we know Mike Sepconi very well. He's a retired police officer, NYPD. Uh, had his own security company. Of course, he was a show host uh, for a period of time right here uh, on LI News Radio. He's raised more cash than anyone. Uh, and he is, you know, to me, he is probably uh, the most rational, likely choice. Uh, by Joe Cairo there. you got a couple other people. you got a guy by the name of Kellen Curry, who's a business executive, U.S. Air Force veteran, Greg Hawk, a personal injury attorney, and Air Force veteran, Daniel Norber. Uh, those are your choices. He's a, a small business owner. But really, uh, if you're trying to get some sort of name recognition, listen, it's going to be a tall task. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be a tall task. Even though Republicans have won the last three, we'll see. We'll see, because you never know what happens in these types of, uh, of elections, special election-type deals. You never know what happens here. Now, obviously, you can see what's happening on the national stage, complete disarray. Uh, as far as the old office is concerned, does that equate to what could happen in this district? Not all the time. Not all the time. But nonetheless, uh, you will have that set up in the next couple of days as far as uh, the two are concerned. I kind of like the fact that Pitt's mano y mano uh, as far as uh, not having kind of a circus atmosphere and everything else with primaries and whatnot. You know, 20 people in the mix and everything else. Let's just get right down to it. Uh, let's get right down to Tom Swazi versus uh, whoever. Most likely I think it'll be Sepricon. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's point one. Two. FBI warning, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes with the captain. We'll save that a little bit. But that was some damning stuff we heard from Chris Ray, the FBI director. Three, debate tonight. Okay? Uh, to me, it's a must-watch. You got four on the stage. I wish it was two. Um, nobody really cares about Chris Christie at this point. You know, he's setting himself as some sort of a panel expert on one of the channels, probably ABC. Uh, he'll probably solidify his contract there TV-wise. He has no chance of even smelling the White House. Uh, so, in essence, why he's on the stage, to me, is a distraction. Uh, it's an interruption. Uh, and Vivek, as well, Ramaswamy. Listen, he had his 15 minutes. Uh, I think he's uh, articulate. I think he's intelligent beyond belief. I think he has a place somewhere in Washington, a cabinet member, maybe on, on the Trump 
administration, maybe, if, if he gets in. But, you know, to me, it's just kind of window dressing for Ramaswamy. Uh, and as far as Nikki Haley, I mean, Nikki Haley, uh, her stock has arisen uh, beyond belief. Um, and in my estimation, she has won all three of the previous debates. So I really want to see her and Ron DeSantis going at it. You know, two, three, whoever gets in there behind Trump, you know, for second place. I mean, Trump right now in the in the national polls, as far as everything, you know, has a 60-point lead. I mean, come on. I mean, that's what it is. But in essence, it's really for second place, and we'll see. But Nikki Haley is getting endorsed. She's making a splash and everything else. DeSantis knows it. And those two are going to go at it tonight in Tuscaloosa, I'll tell you that much. And point four, there was a town hall last night in Davenport, Iowa. Sean Hannity was hosting on Fox. Trump was there. Um, I guess the biggest thing coming out of it was there was some comments. People took it out of context. Everything Trump says is out of context as far as there will be retribution, sounding like a dictator. Hannity asked him outright. Obviously, it was scripted and everything else. Uh, so there was some reaction. The only thing Trump said was day one, uh, he will uh, plug the border and start drilling. I mean, that's really what it is. So that the United States could be energy independent, but it's really meant to be uh, with all that's out there right now. And also, you know, we got to plug the border, which is to me prior one. And that's all he said. That's all he said as far as having the you know, so-called retribution, being a dictatorial, dictatorial type of individual. That's what he said. He said he was going to outright, day one, close the border and uh, start drilling for oil. So there you go. Top four things I wanted to mention. Uh, we left two out, FBI and everything else. Why? Because we got the captain and the global threat, globalthreatsolutions.com for peace of mind in uncertain times. And uh, the captain, nice enough to join us here uh, for a couple of minutes here on this Wednesday morning. Sir, how are you? Everything okay? Doing great, Chad. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome. Let's touch upon and appreciate the late request here and you answering the call as always. Um, Chris Ray, Capitol Hill yesterday, FBI director. Lindsey Graham posing some questions. I uh, wanted to get a soundbite ready. We don't have it. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase regarding the alerts and everything else. Uh, are they true? Uh, have you ever seen anything like this? Paraphrasing a little bit what Ray said. Uh, he gave you a straight answer for a change, right? Sometimes he dodges left and right. He said he has never seen more red lights of blinking cap than what is right now. And what the most alarming thing was, all happening at one time. At one time. That's alarming stuff, sir. Give me an assessment. Yeah, that's right. So to for, for that point that he made specifically, they were referring to, you know, 9-11 how all the lights were blinking red, and, and we missed it, basically. And he said, would you say there's multiple blinking red lights out there right now? That's what Lindsey Graham had asked him, and he said, I see blinking red lights everywhere. And he stresses that we've had periods of time where we've had a specific threat that's very high, but he's never seen a time like this where all of them are high, all of the different types of terror threats that we're facing right now, not to mention national security threats in general. But they also focused, the big focus of this hearing, Jay, was this Section 702, 702, which is a key provision of the FISA Amendments Act of 2008. Basically, the reason it's important right now is because it expires in December 31st. And this gives the FBI 
of the power to conduct targeted surveillance of foreign persons located outside the U.S. Um, and they do that by compelling assistance of electronic communication service providers. They have to give them the information. And the reason this is such a big issue, specifically for Republicans, is because of the 2019 Inspector General's report, which basically really ripped the FBI for abuses, as we know, concerning the Carter Page uh, eavesdropping, where they they uh, yep. modified warrant applications, and that became a big issue. That was all in relation to the Trump-Russia investigation, which we know has been debunked since then. So that's why this had become a big issue. We know we're leading into a presidential election, and they have concerns about the FISA warrant, but oh, the FISA warrant process. But ultimately, Jay, that, in my opinion, it's going to get extended. They just wanted to highlight all of those abuses that previously happened during this hearing. No question. And I'll tell you another alarming aspect, Cap, uh, is the foreign nationals stopped at the border, uh, 22 and 23 so far. I have a total of around 50,000 or so. And half of that is made up of those of Chinese orientation and Russian as well. I think it's 26,000 plus uh, Chinese at the border. This is unbelievable. It really is. You talk about a threat to security, folks. And this, this is, and, and this isn't, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, conversation here. You know, this is really alarming, alert stuff. And for Chris Ray to pretty much state the case yesterday, that's something to certainly be aware of here. And that's why we're on high alert. You got 26,000 plus Chinese, 12,000 Russians, Captain. Uh, you have Iranians thrown in the mix, Egyptians thrown in the mix. I mean, this is serious stuff, okay? Serious stuff. 50,000. I mean, think about this, okay? You want to put it in perspective even more so? Think about a full-packed Yankee Stadium of foreign nationals in at that border. That's how dire this is. Think about that. Give you a little perspective. Cap, yeah. I'll tell you. That was an eye-opener. And and these are foreign nationals specifically, Jay, that we're referring to that are that not the usual suspects. <laughs> you know, we're talking about people. It was, like you mentioned, 26,000 Chinese. Jay, that is more than in the preceding 10 years combined. In one year, 26,000 Chinese citizens, it's a, over a 900% increase. If that is not normal, that is something that has to be raising red flags right now. We know we've seen these massive operations for spying in the United States by China. We've also had almost uh, the majority of the precursor materials for fentanyl produced that is in south of the border that's coming across, originates in China. There are so many reasons for us right now to be concerned about this issue, specifically with China, but forget about all the, the numbers that have spiked for the Middle East coming in here, the numbers of known and unknown uh, possible terrorists coming in across the border. The, these numbers are astonishing right now, and with what's going on in the world, especially in Israel, we should be very concerned about this. He has, he has not even ruled out Hamas uh, launching a direct attack in the U.S., because it's everything's on the table right now so i think that these numbers are remarkable and they don't get enough attention in the news 100 percent. i was going to say the same thing it's not getting a lot of press not getting enough press i should say uh this should be at the forefront of everybody 
as far as the 2024 election. Trump even said it last night in the town hall, prior one. Uh, it would be that of closing the border. That would be his first act of business. Close the border and drill. Close the border and drill. Uh, close the border to me, number one, I don't care what affiliation you are. I don't care. I do know this. Any Democrat who gets in is going to have the same policy. I'm going to tell you that right now. This is prior one. And we are just keeping it open for business. The closed sign never never goes on the door. Never closed for business. It's open for business. It is unbelievable. In these times that we are in right now, for this president to go about his business like nothing is wrong, two wars going on, and everything else, Chinese and Russian foreign nationals entering our country. Entering our country. It's rather it's it's critical. It's absolutely critical. Uh, Cap, let's touch upon the Middle East situation while I have you here for a minute or two. Uh, intense fighting still going in southern Gaza. The second largest city is Khan Yunus. That's where it's at right now. Uh, they encircle a refugee camp. Israel claims it is a Hamas stronghold. Uh, I forgot the name of the camp, but uh, it had been hit by renewed strikes recent days. There's obviously following the end of a week-long pause in the conflict, which Hamas broke that truce. And, uh, you know, it's going to last several weeks before Israel transitions, maybe by January, to a low-intensity type strategy that maybe narrowly targets specific Hamas militants and leaders. Now, listen, all one is going to hear about is the negative stuff. 16,000 people have been killed, captain in Gaza. More than 60% of the homes have been destroyed in the region since uh, October the 7th. Um, this is according to the Strips Hamas-run government. So, listen, you're going to get those types of numbers, propaganda, and everything else. You don't know what's real, what it, what's true. But, in essence, the beat goes on in the intensification as well. Yeah. And so uh, we talked about this the other day. You know, the, all the numbers we're getting are coming from the Hamas health ministry. So, you know, you can't believe these numbers, especially since they never list fighters as part of the people that were killed. They, it's all innocent people, according to their statistics. I mean, Jay, honestly, I'd probably cut the numbers in half because we don't have a legitimate authority, a legitimate authority reporting in, in Gaza right now. So, so everyone's taking all of these numbers as gospel, and it's obviously it's part of the Hamas PR plan right now. But another interesting story was that Israel's contemplating using seawater to actually flood the tunnels to kill all the Hamas fighters that might be down there right now. And obviously that's going to be highly controversial, but something that they have not taken off the table and are discussing right now. Yeah, and I still think of those hostages, Cap. You know, maybe you have another 135 thereabouts. Americans mixed in, folks. I think about the safety of those hostages. Thinking about them all the time, especially with the truce that's been broken. What is Hamas going to do? Uh, what are they going to do right now? Those families, I can't even imagine. Uh, with some released, those families awaiting their loved ones. The truce broken, the war rages on. <clears throat> so I can't even imagine the feeling. Can't thank you enough for a couple of minutes uh, coming to the table this morning. Late request, as always, you come through, and we can't thank you enough. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me on.